0: Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Today we have an exciting episode. The title of the episode is Creating a Chronology. And this is based on an article on our blog, familylawheadquarters.com, dated November 27th, 2019. And the title of that article is How a Chronology Can Help Your Lawyer. So as a follow up to the episode today, go on over to familylawheadquarters.com. and Definitely check out that article. But let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So uh, individuals who hire a divorce or family lawyer oftentimes have a lot to tell uh, their lawyer. The reality is when an individual meets a lawyer at an initial consultation, Uh, I mean, it might be a half hour, maybe it's an hour. I mean, the length of these meetings can vary based on how long the lawyer uh, has to meet uh, the new client at the same time the client might have a limited time to sit down and talk with the lawyer as well. But let's face it, um, really the facts that lead to a lot of individuals going into into a lawyer's office can be vast, right? There could be lots of circumstances uh, that happened. There could be lots of details. Uh, There could be lots of events that really led uh, to divorce or led to the culmination of a family law case. And it can be hard uh, to tell the lawyer everything. I mean, again, there's just not a lot of time uh, to go through, let's say, 20, 30 years of a marriage, let's, let's say, and at the same time, a lawyer is gonna ask some questions in, in, in meeting a new client. Uh, but oftentimes, again, the lawyer doesn't always know what to ask because they don't know all the details in terms of what took place in the marriage um, what the what the big events were, what the big details uh, were that led to the divorce of the family law case. and So, one of the most important things I've always told clients to do, and I think it's just good practice for individuals going through divorce or family law matter to do it, uh, it's a great aid, it's a great tool, and it could really result in a lawyer being more effective uh, for the client because a lawyer knows these details. And so listen, I was a history major in undergrad and one of the things I got used to uh, seeing when I got my history degree was sort of this chronology of key events, right? I mean, you could go through the history of a country, you could go through the history of a war, you name it, and you get this chronology that'll say, on this date, this happened. And on this date, this happened. And again, you get very uh, tight, succinct Uh, summaries in in terms of these key events and it can just be enormously helpful for an individual to look at that and say okay these are the key dates of this war okay Uh, these are the key dates in terms of maybe uh, this event or that event or in the history of this country or that country and it can be a great synopsis that an individual can look at quickly and then sort of put everything together and ensure that they know these were the big events these were the big dates where things happen that are important and it can really be a big clue to an individual who's studying something to know what these big events were and so in that same vein uh, for a, a lawyer uh, who probably has lots of divorce and family law cases what can be a great aid Uh, to that lawyer is this, is if a client sits down and literally does a chronology uh, of the key events in terms of their marriage, uh, it can be a chronology of the key events uh, that ultimately took place uh, in, in terms of the situation which really led Uh, to the individual going uh, uh, to a lawyer's office to either get divorced or whatnot and it can be such a great study tool for a lawyer because again most lawyers have lots of cases that they're handling, right? They've got uh, more than just one client and and so oftentimes a lawyer can meet a client uh, about a case, right? And then they had multiple court dates in between and it's hard for a lawyer uh, to really remember everything but wow what a great tool it can be for a lawyer uh, before a meeting with a client or before an important court date with a judge to be able to pull out that chronology, uh, read it, refresh their memory as to certain key events, and perhaps even then ask the client to clarify. Hey, you put you put this key, uh, key event on your chronology, give me some more details. Uh, tell me uh, what happened. And again, I'll just give some examples of things that could be on a chronology, uh, but really the list could be endless. Uh, it could be the date, let's say, for example, uh, that an individual discovered that an affair was taking place, right? It's the date they figured it out. And the chronology could explain briefly uh, how that was discovered, okay? It could be a, a, a domestic violence incident that took place on a specific date, right? That could be uh, on the chronology, uh, and, and it could document briefly what happened. Uh, it might cite health issues that took place in a marriage, um, Oftentimes, health issues could be the cause of a disagreement or maybe a a, a turn, maybe in the marriage, like it's added stress. I mean, you name it, but it could have something like that. Uh, A chronology could have the date that the party separated, right? One party moved out of the house. Uh, Here's why they moved out of the house. You know, again, a brief summary. Uh, It could be an argument about the kids, Right, there could be a situation where you know there was some issue, uh, some dispute, and it led to a big fight, a big argument, a big area of disagreement. Uh, it could be the date that somebody lost their job. Uh, uh, let's say, uh, really, the possibilities are endless. But again, I think for most of you listening, you get the point. If you put together a chronology of the key dates, uh, the key events. Uh, It could just be a fantastic thing for the lawyer because the lawyer can uh, review it, they know it, and then when they come to to court, the lawyer is on their game in terms of knowing these key dates, uh, these key facts, and they're not going to get into a situation where something comes up in court and and the lawyer doesn't know anything about it. Because I can tell you, as a a lawyer uh, practicing divorce and family law, it's not a good thing Uh, when something is brought up in court, one of these key events, and my client has told me nothing about it. uh, Because how do you refute that? How do you give the other side or the other perspective um, if you've never, uh, as a lawyer, even heard of the situation? So again, creating a chronology, very important, uh, very helpful. And and really the way any individual who's hired a lawyer can do it is this. I mean, just sit down. And, And it doesn't oftentimes have to take place just in one uh uh a session of sitting down, right An individual might uh, uh sit down uh or take pen to paper, maybe pull out their computer, and document some of the key events in order. uh think about it, contemplate it. Am I missing anything? Were there other big events uh that led to this case? Uh, uh resulting in a divorce or family law matter you know were there other things i'd like to tell my lawyer and then add these things in but, but then i think for any individual once they feel confident that they've got these key events these key details i would say generally uh i mean chronology should be in order right so go back in time uh, to the beginning work your way up uh, to the present with these key events, that way a lawyer can go through it from beginning uh, 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 you know to the present circumstances uh, and know all of these uh, key events. you know another tip I would give folks in a general sense is is keep it pretty pithy. you know when you're doing a chronology, this shouldn't be a book, right It shouldn't be a circumstance where you're literally writing hundreds and hundreds of pages of information because that uh, can be a lot for a lawyer to digest. Uh, that is not the kind of thing a lawyer can pull out the day before court, quickly review it, and refresh their memory as to the facts of the case. So we're talking uh, a chronology. This should be like a page, you know, maybe two pages, right? Key dates, short and pithy, uh, uh, to the point in terms of what took place and it can just be enormously, enormously helpful. So again, creating a chronology, a big tip I have. Of course, anybody going through a divorce or family law matter, uh, you're gonna wanna speak to your individual lawyer. You know, Find out for sure what, what your lawyer is looking for. Do they think something like this uh, would be helpful or an assistance to them? Uh, While I like this as a lawyer and think it's just a fantastic tool when clients give it to me, uh, other lawyers might have different viewpoints, different perspectives, and and maybe they want something a little bit different. Uh, But for me, I can tell you in my practice of, uh, uh, of helping clients through divorce and family law matters throughout my career, I have found these chronologies to be very helpful. Uh, It's almost always something I ask clients to do uh, for me at the beginning of the case because, again, I want to be armed with the facts. I want to know the details. I want to know these key events. And to the extent I know the key events, the key details in terms of what took place, that allows me uh, to be the best possible advocate for my client in a divorce or family law matter. So, again... Uh, individuals who want to read more on this, go on over to our blog, famalawheadquarters.com. Read the article dated November 27, 2019. And the title of the article is How a Chronology Can Help Your Lawyer. Uh, def- definitely an interesting article. Uh, definitely one I would encourage you to follow up on uh, after this episode today. So thanks for tuning in to FAMALaw Talk. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stine is responsible for the content. Principal place of business 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri 63105.